0: Hi everyone, Clifford Machingaifa here. This is the Unajua Learning Series where we present crowdsourced minimum actionable responses to important questions in 15 minutes or less. You're listening to part one of a three-part Unajua series focused on what sets blockchains apart from each other. This series will be presented by seasoned Kenyan blockchain developer Jordan Mutemba. But before we get stuck in... If you haven't read our latest op-ed entitled, Crypto Adoption in Nigeria Keeps Chugging Along, you definitely should. In this article, Nigerian business and tech journalist, Sean Adegoke Oyeni, reflects on the dynamics of crypto adoption in Nigeria. It's a handy read, and you can find a link to the article in the show notes wherever you're listening to right now, or check it out at africantechroundup.com. Now... That op-ed, along with the rest of the blockchain-themed learning content we're publishing this season, is made possible by the generous support of the Celo Community Fund. Big up to the team over there. So if you'd like to learn more about Celo's mission to build a financial system that creates the conditions for prosperity for everyone, visit www.celo.org. Now. Jordan Mutemba is a blockchain dev and Web3 enthusiast with over five years' experience working in Kenya's IT industry. Jordan is currently working on a handful of projects as a smart contract developer and Web3 project advisor, and he's an active Selo community ambassador. On this podcast, Jordan tackles the question, are all blockchains the same? Well, here he is.
1: Just the way we have different cars, we also have a lot of different blockchains in terms of size, purpose, and performance of special tasks, the same way we have blockchain, So, blockchains are classified into four major groups. That is uh, public blockchain, private blockchain, hybrid blockchain, and consortium blockchain. So, to get into much deeper details about each of the four types of blockchains, we have the public blockchain, which most people have interacted with examples are like bitcoin ethereum Celo, solana poker and such so by definition a public blockchain is permissionless distributed ledger so that means that anyone that has access to internet can be able to sign in on a blockchain platform and become an authorized node and be part of the blockchain network So in simple term, anybody who has access to internet can be able to interact with this blockchain. They can be able to build because they are not restrictive. You can be able to build on top of them. And that's why we see different blockchains like Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot or Zelo having a lot of developers. And a lot of companies or startups coming and building on top of them because they are permissionless so we have the other type of blockchain that is the private blockchain so these are more restrictive and you need permission to kind of build on top of them sometimes they are called closed network so private blockchains kind of are usually used within an organization or enterprises and such uh, enterprises are like banks private institution like in supply chain governments which are creating voting systems and also in terms of asset ownership and digital identity. So some of the countries like Dubai are using private blockchain for digital identity. Uh, Supply chains, something like Masek and IBM Food, are using private blockchain for the different tasks or specific processes they are doing. So uh, examples of such private blockchains are like Hyperledger fabric we have enterprise ethereum so ethereum has two blockchain so enterprise ethereum and ethereum which is public and enterprise ethereum which is a private blockchain for private companies and we have kodak and lipo normally known as hlp Uh, yeah so those are just some of the examples of private blockchains which are outside there so then we have consortium blockchain consortium blockchains are semi-decentralized. So you can think of them as private and public blockchain combined together. Where more than one organization wants to manage a blockchain network, consortium blockchains are the best to be used, especially for banking and government organization. So we have such kind of blockchains or examples of those blockchains are energy web foundation and add three so these are consortium blockchains which are used by organizations where they want to decentralize and make public some of the records to the employees and also to the customers and then the other one is where they want to like make private some of the information So we've just defined that uh, we have different blockchains. We have a lot of blockchains, just like the way we have a lot of cars, and different cars have different purposes and performance and perform different special tasks. So the same way, we have the four different categories of blockchains. That is public, private blockchain, hybrid blockchain, and consortium blockchain. So we can define them individually and say that uh, a public blockchain is a permissionless distributed ledger system which anyone that has access to internet can be able to sign in and perform transactions all built on top of it. So we have actually, most of us have actually interacted with public blockchain such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Celo and Solana and also Polkadot. And uh, just to mention, but a few. So this means that anybody who has access to it can be able to transact. They can also be part of a node which has access to current and past records and they can be able to verify transaction or do proof of uh, work for any incoming block and do the mining in a public blockchain. So then we have private blockchain. So like I said, different blockchains perform specific tasks. So a public blockchain is kind of a general purpose blockchain but a private is more specific to specific tasks and purposes. So by definition, a private blockchain is a restrictive and permission blockchain that you really need to have access to. Uh, normally, it's also called a closed network. So private blockchains are usually used within an organization or an enterprise where a select members or participant of the block are given a authorization. So some of the use cases for such blockchain, uh, like private blockchain, is when you are creating a voting uh, system, like any voting system for elections within the organization or within a country or within any specific place that you want to do voting. But you want the process to be transparent and also to be immutable, but you don't want some information provided to the public. Then we have something like supply management, we have digital identities, we also have asset ownership like ownership of Title D, digital identity. Some countries like Dubai are using digital identity, using private blockchain to store such information. Supply chain, uh, we have Masek, we have IBM Food, which have partnered with other uh, uh, companies to come up with a way they can be able to shorten the process of supply chain. So examples of uh, such blockchains are like Hyperledger Fabric, Enterprise Ethereum, we have CODA, we have Ripple, which is abbreviated as HLP. Then we have the third type of blockchain, which is consortium. So a consortium blockchain is a semi-decentralized type where more than one organization manages a blockchain network. So typically, a consortium blockchain is used by banks and a government organization. Uh, You can think of consortium blockchain as a combination of public and private uh, blockchain where you want some of the processes to be public to the general public and there are some other information that you don't want the users or the public to to kind of uh, have that information Uh, especially for uh, academic and bank records there are some details that you wouldn't want them to be public and also in government there are some information which are sensitive which information which is very sensitive you wouldn't want the public to Know uh, examples of such blockchain is Energy Web Foundation and L3, uh, which are not that much popular because of the state of the, the major interaction with a lot of blockchain, is public blockchain, and also the education out there about the types of blockchain. People have not yet differentiated the differences, so they just assume that blockchain is all about cryptocurrency, they don't know the other use cases of blockchain. So then we have hybrid blockchain. So a hybrid blockchain is also a combination of private and public blockchain, and it uses the features of both types of blockchain. So same, kind of the same as consortium blockchain, but there is more than that, uh, which means uh, hybrid network users can control who gets access to which data stored in the blockchain and also uh, only a selected section of data or records from the blockchain can be allowed to go public. So kind of the same as consortium but it's more than that. A very good example of a hybrid blockchain is uh, IOTA blockchain because it combines both the human aspects and also the machine which is brokerage transaction whereby there is no need for a for, uh, node to validate such So the hybrid system of uh, blockchain is very flexible so that users can be able to easily join a private blockchain with multiple public blockchain. So we have uh, examples like Dragon Chain. So that is it on the different type of blockchain. And we can go deeper in the next session. on Apart from the purposes or the solutions these blockchains are built for or the specific tasks they are built for, depending on the type of users and the organizations, we can dive deeper into them and take a look at how different in the technical perspective, how different they are. Since in this dynamically changing uh, environment of blockchain, they have to kind of have a secure mechanism to ensure all the transaction occurring on, on the different chain is valid. So we'll be able to look, we have been able to see how different they are according to the purpose they have and how they work. Now, for the next session, we'll do more on the technical aspect. Uh We'll talk more about the consensus mechanism in each of the different blockchain, whether public or private, and we'll be able to weigh the differences in them.
0: On the next instalment of this Unajua series, Jordan will offer a brief introduction to how the consensus mechanisms of public and private blockchains work. Don't miss it. In the meantime, this is how you can get involved. Click on the Unajua link in the show notes wherever you're listening, or click here on the microphone icon in the right-hand side of your screen if you're listening from the africantechroundup.com website to leave us a 60-second voice note reacting to this episode. Or you can tweet us using the hashtag UnaJuaSeries or leave us a DM at African Roundup. That said, we'd especially love it if you left us a voice note though, so that we can scale your views on a future podcast. Alright, that's it for now. Till next time, take it easy Africa.